0: awesome and you crinkle a fucking wrapper
1: from a payday that never
0: quite comes off the wrapper of very course. well anyway oh there's peanut on the floor um yeah that's okay do you ever peanuts in coke like cocaine no, no i've in, never in, tried it'd be something would like be amazing in coca-cola that's uh, supposedly no. a thing that's like a pineapple i have heard thing. it's a thing yeah. I, I don't know, know why it's... it's a thing but it's a thing this should go in the episode by <laughs> by the <way. laughs> are you gonna count me down here no, no, no it's okay, okay fine <laughs> For the last four years, you came to
1: this podcast to get your needs met, to be fulfilled, to get a pro wrestling, pop culture, and that oh-so-naughty feeling tingled inside with a little bit of crass sprinkled on top. Now it's time for your hosts, Chad Allen, Shelly Allen, Zach Romero, and
0: Luna Lynn.
1: You are too dead to the IndieCast.
0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the IndieCast After Dark. I am the Richie Tozier of professional wrestling, Zach Romero. You're, joining you're, me...
1: You're running with that one.
0: I, even if I'm the only one. And joining me is a man who is, by far, the best beard in broadcasting. That is completely... Chad that Allen. That is
1: completely not true, by the way. Actually, I can tell you for honest fact that I, that I shaved my head recently and trimmed my beard... Because of the selfie we took at ACW and how wonderful your beard looked, and how horrible of a fucking like bale of hay I had a bale of hay on my face. Well, it looks very Uh, good now. Well, of course, as I trimmed it up because I I cannot, you know, I I have to compete with you, goddamn it.
0: So, uh, so yes, an after dark episode here, and uh, we're just gonna. This is kind of a slice of life. This is a, <laughs> a Hemingway episode of uh, of the IndieCast After Dark. <laughs> Hemingway
1: himself is rolling over his grave right, right now for that comparison. Well, like
0: I own two this. of his cats, so he can suck it. Um, two so. of his actual cats? You'd think they'd be dead by now. No, you'd think. But uh, it's like a hocus-pocus thing. It's bullshit and Bed Midler's involved. But anyway.
1: By the way, for the record,
0: another another Halloween year has
1: gone by. This is going to make your wife really pissed. Still, no, then, never mind, it won't. She's never. No. She never listens to the show. Ha, ha, ha. Uh, what a joke you told. <laughs> uh, but still, have never seen Hocus Pocus. They legitimately showed it 24 hours one day. Uh, not sat down for one minute. To uh, see favorite
0: one artist, minute. artist of ours, uh, Scott Blair, just watched Hocus Pocus for the first time. Did he? And the only thing he took away from it was, there's a scene where a cat gets run over, and then the cat gets up and walks away, and that was the only thing he took away from the movie. Was That was really funny. I'm like, no performances, not... Sarah Jessica Parker looks hot for once. None of that. And he's like, no, that was the damnedest yeah. thing. I Sarah got Jessica killed Parker, and then got up.
1: That is the one thing I could say just by seeing pictures and like, Sarah Jessica Parker should dress like that year round. Yeah. She's, Why? She is gobsmackingly gorgeous in that movie. And then the and rest you have of the, the movie. looks like Mr. Ed. Yeah. So.
0: Anyways. So, uh, as I said, slice of life episode here. We're <laughs> going to talk a little bit about uh, just recent happenings and events <laughs> that, have, that have happened to... Uh, to us, and uh, just as just like if uh, if we had an, uh, a guest on the the show, I'd like to start with wrestling, and then work into bullshit. So uh, that, recently...
1: is the, that is the indiecast.
0: Like <laughs> if you recipe, if, you... <laughs> if I've ever heard one, if you wrote it on a blackboard, that's what it would be. That's the that's the equation for an episode of the Indycast. Um So recently, Chad Allen. I
1: need the big board from. <laughs> Um, goodwill hunting. Saying, yeah. And, and just, at the very end, at the very bottom, just we zoom into the corner, it just says Indiegath. Wrestling.
0: Wrestling plus bullshit um, equals bullshit. Um, so recently, Chad, you got to cross an item off of your bucket list. But, but ser- and this is legitimately on my bucket list. You got to do uh, ringside commentary live at a wrestling show. Now, you've done a couple of uh, shows with me, you've done mm-hmm. some episodes of Fully Gaming Fight Club. Yep. And uh, not to mention the fact that you and Stephen Lewis from uh, Under Polaris uh, enjoyed doing some ringside commentary unofficially for some ACW shows that and never
1: then, that never did find the light of day. Sadly. Nope, if it, it was, surely it was, didn't. Did you watch any of
0: it? Yes, and I was disgusted with both of you. But nevertheless, me and Steve were even the bad
1: ones. It was me and your. It was me and your, yeah, your lovely know. child. I know your I lovely know. child bride. I know. Though.
0: Anyways, <laughs> uh, so yeah, we uh, recently at a Wednesday night ACW Proving Ground show. Uh, Chad and I got to sit at the uh, commentation station and and got to call the action together. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Chad, tell tell me a little bit about it. Like, what did what did you think going in? Well, first of all, I I, I you didn't even have time to prepare. I called you no. or I messaged you <laughs> yeah. a few hours earlier in the day. I was like, hey, can you come to Newport Richie? I right. need you to be my co-host.
1: That's exactly because because like most people nowadays, Zach and I don't actually talk in person unless we're doing unless we're broadcasting, <laughs> recording the show. Everything else is completely done online and through sure. I am. Um, no, yeah, I legitimately, I think I'm at work and I look over. I think it was like go, lunchtime,
0: right? If that, uh, no, I it's probably after that, yeah.
1: so, But I look over and it's, and it's Zach. I'm like, okay, let's see what's going on. Uh, hey, the normal commentator can't make George it. Jordan Owens could make one's it. Yeah. could make it. Um, if you can make it, great. If not, no big deal. I'm like, uh, well, no, I want to make it. Because legitimately, like, I do this slide presentation when I, I'm a, a facilitator at my shoot job. And I have this intro slideshow that I do every time that I have a new class. And one of the slides is, what's my bucket list? And it's always like, travel to, you know, travel to England, retire. Michelle and I always say we're going to retire to an RV and just travel the world when we retire. But legitimately, one of the things on my list was live commentator, a a wrestling show. Because I, you know, and I knew it was never going to be like, i am never like WWE's never calling me and going, <laughs> "Hey, you know, Michael Cole couldn't make it or you We need you here." You busy? Right. Um that's never happening. But I knew it, you know hopefully like an independent show one day would be really dumb enough to want to call me up and go, <laughs> "Hey, you want to do this?" Um the funny part was I thought the ones that would end up being, would be crazy enough, actually ultimately would have been former guest of the IndyCast, Kim Hartlip. I thought at some point would call you and me and go, hey, uh, are you guys doing anything? And we would, by the way, Kim, if you are that, in a, that invitation we, is we, open. We, we, will, we will jump on that in a second. You yeah. just let us know what you need. Um, but yeah, you're like, hey, can you make it up there? And I'm like, okay, well, let me, you know, and obviously I've got obligations of life you know I'm the one with the you know wife and two kids and all that shit so I'm so I'm immediately messaging Shelly like a mad person going (laughs) honey can I go commentate a show and she had plans that night she had other stuff she she was a wonderful lady and canceled everything so that I could so that I can go do this I'm like uh I'm gonna drop Piper off and and legitimately it's like I brought Piper in I like kind of threw Piper into the house ran into the bedroom changed out of whatever i was wearing for work that day and put on a nicer you know a, a button-up shirt Get <laughs> into more dressy clothes i actually but... i actually did because my, my uh, the great part is my work has the most uh lax um clothing policy than and, and any major company you've ever seen so i'm legitimately like in a polo and and jeans i'm like well i gotta put on something a little nicer than this Grabbed a button up grab my jacket um, had to steal your gimmick, went and found a button, because I didn't right, have a pin on my lapel, and got, the heck out the, and got the heck out of Dodge, and took the hour drive that it takes me to get from where I'm at here at, at IndyCast World Headquarters up to
0: the Golf, View event, the Golf View
1: event Center, to to and I made it like just on time, yep. thankfully. So, Perfectly.
0: You walked uh, right in like you own the place. Yeah, good.
1: well, I pretty much walk in like that every place, That's so good. that doesn't work out. That doesn't uh, help too much. But
0: So what was it like calling it live versus when like you and I have called it Post-recorded.
1: Um, it's just, like, because for the most part, the post-recorded shows we do, I've usually got a pretty good idea of what the match is, how it went, who won, so I can use that a little bit to my so
0: build a narrative. Yeah. Right.
1: At this point here, not only am I dealing with, you know, I don't know what's going, I don't know what's going to happen, so it's not like I've got a script or anything. I, you've given me a, you know, oh, I think this is the match listing for tonight. Okay, great. So I've got that in front of me, and now I'm looking in, the, you know, because the ACW show is called Proving Ground, they do tend to use talent that maybe hasn't been seen on a bigger stage as of yet. It's a great place for, for younger talent to start. That being said, a lot no, of
0: times... Uh, this- no joke, the the sales pitch for ACW Proving Ground should be, if you've ever wanted to be a wrestling hipster, this is the place to be. Oh, gotcha. Because you're going to see somebody that goes through that locker room is going to end up being a big deal. And you're going to be able to say, like, oh, I saw him when he was wrestling... Right. In front of you know, a couple dozen people maybe right. you know in in Newport Richie. Yeah,
1: and take what there's a couple people on that show that I think I even remember saying as we you know we're going in between matches. I'm like, okay, he's going to be a star, and that guy's going to end up being big and blowing it up. Um, but I don't know a lot of I didn't right. know some of them, so it's definitely like me flying blind on it. To like not only do the I improv have to be, game right, See, which hey, I did improv for quite a while, yeah. so no yeah. big deal on that, but. But yeah, like it's like okay, who am I seeing? What's going on here? What am I dealing with? So, um, but I, I think I made it through. Okay. No, you did fantastic. I, I was that, very too many, impressed. Too many umps, I didn't curse.
0: That's good. I was proud of myself. That's good. Didn't work. That's blue.
1: Usually an app. That's usually an option immediately for me. Uh,
0: no, you did a fantastic job. Uh, we both kind of found good grooves for yeah. in terms of character stuff and. You sounded like you were, you know, like you'd been watching it for years. Like yeah. you had this very confident sort of like, oh, this is why he's doing this. Like even if it was people you hadn't seen before, right. you still came across as an authoritarian figure, which is exactly what we needed for.
1: So it. apparently I'm the, Mike, I'm the Mike Tenet of this uh of You this
0: could supporting. be, you could be. Although I think that might be Jordan <laughs> Owens' bag. He knows every move and the variation of every move and what everyone's calling their moves. Like Guy is the encyclopedia of of wrestling moves, so he might really? be our mic tonight. But
1: though you know what I did know, you know what I did decide I want. As long
0: to do as it? I'm not Tony Schiavone, that's <laughs> all I care about. You
1: know what I want to do at some point though, and I decided this because um, uh, obviously when we did that after that went up, the Punk Pro right. show, most recent show
0: went up. Very true on um, the fully gimmicked YouTube channel.
1: Yeah, so go check that out if you haven't yet. Yeah, it's fantastic. Um, I've the linked whole show. To it a couple times now yep. on the Indycast uh, Twitter, so yep. go find it. The
0: entire show in its entirety, all the way up there, every match and. Lots of editing.
1: But you and um you and Buckshot did the commentary Correct. for that one. And I think I've decided at one point I think we need to go three man booth. Okay. Because I think I think the way you handle kind of the, the you and me tend to be more of we could easily go opposite into the character stuff. Mm-hmm. One of us could easily go more you know, good guy. One can mm-hmm. go more heel. Mm-hmm. We would probably have to paper rock scissors to see who that would be exactly. <laughs> I'd probably gonna want to win that one for the heel side of it. But with Buckshot playing the the almost his version of the Mike Tenay role, he
0: is the straightest straight man on commentary. Right.
1: Exactly. So that's why I think like having Buckshot in the middle of like you and me that's being true. the morning news show would be a blast. That's for, a like, good point. Show.
0: I'm okay so. with that.
1: So we have to work that one out sometime. I'm sure Buck will have no problem with it, True. I don't think, unless he's like, why is that fat guy shoehorning it on our gig? But, <laughs> which is a possibility as well. Um, um, I don't know what Buck says behind my back. It could be. So
0: so okay. overall, you had a good time doing the uh, commentary live?
1: Yeah. Um, and you're going to have to remind me of names here, but um, there was one that was the Haitian sensation, I do believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's, his, what's his? Do you remember? Jugeen. Uh, uh, Jugeen. Uh, if you do not know Jugeen, look him up. That guy's one of the ones I definitely said. you're He's going to be a star.
0: He he's, can he gets a crowd. It could be the first time he's ever been to that show. It could be the hundredth time, yeah. and he gets the same crowd. Like everyone immediately sees him, evaluates, right. goes, "I understand exactly what's going on right. here," and I'm on board with it. Right. Like every single crowd I've seen him because I've I've seen him work at Ignite. I've seen him work at ACW. Um, he might have even been at an FIP show at one point, but. I've seen him work different crowds, mm-hmm. and every single time, even the most, like, staunch, hipstery of, of wrestling crowds right. are still like, well, I want some beads. Like, Right. You know, oh, like, he
1: is, the, he is like, the living embodiment of uh, of a Mardi Gras parade yeah. when he comes out, and it's a blast to watch. And you can tell he's having a lot of fun. Right. And the crowd recognizes that. And, and the, the other thing working. that
0: impresses me about him is that he carries that into his ring work. Right. It's not just a good... Entrance,
1: Right. I mean, it's a good entrance, don't get me wrong. But
0: he carries that same kind of flair and attitude and excitement and energy into when he's actually fighting. Right. Because it's not always the easiest thing. You might have a clever gimmick, you know, when you come out to the ring, but if you're still wrestling just like, hey, I'm just the wrestler guy. Right. You lose a little bit of that, and that's not the case with... uh, with the Haitian sensation.
1: Who else do I want to put over on this one, real quick? while well, before we move on to the How next. How about topic that, here.
0: that uh, triple threat for the cruiserweight? Uh, was it Troy Hollywood, who I don't think I could put him over anymore? Troy Hollywood
1: <laughs> is amazing.
0: And Snoop Strikes.
1: Snoop Strikes another one who is definitely going to be. Like- uh,
0: they, they are two that I get to I get to hang my my hipster banner on because I saw the show they both debuted on. Right. That was a Jay Lethal school show. And I saw that. Oh, uh, Tampa Tampa Bay Pro. That was even before then. I don't even oh, remember really? what the hell the name of the company was, but it was before even that.
1: because now it's Tampa Bay Pro, which right. I got to see a few of their shows and but, they uh, put on good stuff.
0: Too. This was a couple years ago now, and right. uh, got to see them both debut. And I was like, oh, pretty good. And now it is a complete. It's like two years, three years later, and it's a completely different story. They so, are so crazy talented.
1: Uh, the, I definitely want to at some point. Uh, collect all the Pokemon on that one. We've had Troy Hollywood on the show before mm-hmm. and was an excellent guest. Uh, and for those of you who follow our Twitter feed, uh, Hunter Law has agreed to be on at some point. We'll Good. definitely need to book him up. And Snoop Strikes will have to be the next one. We'll have to try to get True. all of them on because they're they're all a blast.
0: And then we also need to get Kennedy Kendrick on.
1: Oh god, yeah. <laughs> and,
0: and I told him, actually. I told him I, about I our, heard uh, as I was... our story. Because here's the thing uh, about doing commentary is if... Uh, Like Chad said, we don't have scripts in front of us. We don't have, like, okay, here's the legacy or lineage or story that we're trying to tell. Right. We're just calling it like we see it. So anytime there is a character moment or the option to start building a story... yes and we don't have specific details on what the story is supposed to be.
1: First off, that's a bad idea, because that leaves We just start building. Like, yep.
0: basically, you know, we're each given a big bucket of Lego pieces, and it's like, <laughs> all right, make sure you build the building. Well, you didn't give us enough instructions, <laughs> so we're going to build it whatever we want. Yeah, and so, uh, yeah, at one point we were talking about this whole saga of this family heirloom that Kennedy Kendrick apparently has from Nana Kendrick Nanny and, Kendrick. and Survivor of the, the Titanic. And good lord. That that ended up just becoming ridiculous, yeah. but those are the those are the moments in commentary that I love the most. Right, is being able to just like construct a super weird story right. that no one says it's not in canon, so right. therefore it is. As far as I'm concerned, it's in canon. Now. Exactly. Just, now somebody like the, else has to do the research, more. right? Well, he's got that heirloom thing, yeah, and, the, and like I
1: said, that was kind of like between that and like I said, then listening to you and Buckshot, that's where I thought like you, like you said, Buckshot being the straightest the straight man, having him in the
0: middle, straight as narrow, doing that, I
1: mean, like, oh yeah, no, that's probably right. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. like,
0: completely agree. checked the Wikipedia on, on that. Day. yeah. So, but any other thoughts on uh, on doing commentary live? Was um, it everything you
1: hoped for. I had a blast. I'm hoping to do it again sometime. Excellent. So, uh, Jordan Owens, if you <laughs> want feel, to stay home again for feel a tickle in your throat or you anything let, like that, let like me know. I will. Yeah. Don't, str- don't I will, push yourself too hard. I have learned my lesson. I will uh, constantly have my, my gimmick in the trunk, just in That's case. That's true. That's a so. lesson
0: that I learned from uh, cameraman David Puente. <laughs> Always
1: bring your gear. Puente. You never know.
0: Good old Puente. So,
1: mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah. So, no. And, uh, oh, and one other. Um, Samuel C. By the way, that was the other mm-hmm. one I wanted to put over real quick. He is really good. Yes. And he's only been doing this
0: Super, for a super young. Year. Like, he's just gotten started, but he's crazy talented. Yeah.
1: God, yeah. So, so look them all up. So. Now, Mr. Romero, you did something this uh, a little while ago. That's well. right. Yeah. So um,
0: you went to you made a road trip to Atlanta. I did a non wrestling related road trip. I to know, Atlanta, right? Which this makes my third time being in Atlanta. Which uh,
1: this is actually a fright for fright fa- for failures
0: it is on a film reunion. Road trip. Yeah. Uh,
1: um, a little while ago, I am I'm, the one person that misses that podcast. By the way, <laughs> I don't know if anybody else. Is, but...
0: A little while ago, I received. Um, Word from my former co host on uh, the podcast Fred Theaters on the Film, uh, Tien Guignol, and he said that uh, he had uh, travel accommodations and an extra ticket for a horror convention in Atlanta. And I said, Okay, well, how much is it going to cost? me? he said, Nothing. You just got to make the drive with me. I said, That's fine I me. Mean, yeah. I've made that drive twice now. Right. I can do that. So. Uh, Tien and I uh, piled in his car, and uh, we drove the eight hours to Atlanta, and uh, the convention was Walker Stalker, Atlanta.
1: Which is, now I
0: do believe, is a Walking Dead convention. Correct. Do you watch The Walking Dead? I have never watched The Walking Dead. I have never seen a single episode from it. I have zero interest in it. I have read maybe two issues of the comic.
1: And you're you're officially, by the way, because of what you just said there, two issues ahead of the comic, (laughs) uh, ahead of what I have done with with The Walking Dead, (laughs) which is exactly Dick. I have never seen an episode. I have never really cared all that much. The only time I was slightly interested is when I saw... um, the Negan character? Right,
0: Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Because yeah.
1: Jeffrey Dean Morgan is amazing. Right. And I would watch for Jeffrey Dean Morgan, but not enough to actually want to, like, try to come in on the show. So.
0: so, I went through, like, a, a, a roller coaster of feelings going into this. Because at first, I was just sort of like, hey, this is, this is interesting. Right. I've never been to a horror convention before. Why not? Then I got really nervous. Because when you looked up the information on the convention, mm-hmm. All they talked about was the guests that they were bringing in. Which were all Walking Dead guests, I assume. Majority. Oh, so
1: they did have some non-Walking Dead guests. They okay. actually
0: had um, quite a few Sons of Anarchy people, including Ron Perlman. Okay, well, that's... A big I got thing. to see Ron Perlman. I get to talk to him, but I got to see Ron Perlman. And, uh, and Bruce Campbell was there. That's why TN was going. Okay. He was going to uh, get a photo taken and get an autograph from Bruce Campbell. Okay. So that was our ultimate goal. Um brief question on that.
1: Do you know how much that Tien paid for an autograph and a picture with one Bruce Campbell? I'd be very interested to know what the cost was. Uh,
0: I wanna say probably for the combination, and I'll double check with him, but probably for the combination I would say probably anywhere from Probably sixty to eighty bucks.
1: Okay. See now sixty to eighty Probably For that I could I could be okay with Because I would have guessed Three digits I would have guessed A hundred or more
0: Now You're you're Getting me ahead of myself So uh, Uh,
1: Sorry My initial
0: thought Was just excitement I've never been to A horror convention before But then I look at their website And literally the only thing They're advertising is These are the people That are coming No vendors No like Hey these are events That are Hey these are the assholes We're bringing here Oh I I don't care about I don't care about Any of this shit Right uh-oh. So then I go, oh, man. So I dig a little deeper. I find out there are going to be vendors there. Right. And I'm like, okay, great. This to be believe, a blast.
1: I can't believe at a convention they would not have vendors there. It seems like that would be...
0: But then um, Luna and her sister went to some YouTube bullshit thing a couple year, uh, year ago. Mm-hmm. And it was literally... There were no vendors. It was literally just meet and greets. So, but
1: for a YouTube thing, but she also... Because I think the same weekend didn't Luna go to... Um,
0: now, Luna, yeah, Luna here. went to Spooky Empire. Spooky Empire, which we'll have her on to tell her well, that whole story. Uh, you don't. But, uh, <laughs> what? You That's true, that. <laughs> Yeah. Ha ha ha. Anyway, um so I'm I'm feeling a little more relaxed now. Like, all right, there are going to be vendors there. Right. So there's at least we need something to do right. while he's waiting in line to go get right. you know,
1: you were just going to stand in line with him like no.
0: hand, hand <laughs> in hand in hand waiting to <laughs> duck you, <laughs> to photo bomb your picture yeah. with Bruce
1: Campbell. Um, <laughs> uh, but and back uh, out again.
0: Then, as we're going on the trip, Tien tells me, well, it's a Walking Dead convention. So all the vendors are just going to be Walking Dead. Like, nobody's going to give a shit about anything else. So then I'm, I'm depressed again, because I'm like, well, great. I'm going right. to have vendors of giving shit that I don't care about. Right. So anyway, so we get there. We get to Atlanta. And he has booked a hotel that is less than two miles away from the convention center. Okay. So, are you guys
1: are you guys walking?
0: Uh, we could have. Are you walking? Are you walking to Walker's Talker? Talker. But there was a shuttle actually from the hotel okay. right there, You're so better. super nice. Um, unfortunately, Uh-oh. it was two miles away from an arena, basically. Right. So we turned the corner to go down the road to get to the hotel. Mm-hmm. And there's... Every sign has, like, Chinese writing on it. Amazing. And there's a jewelry shop that specializes in gold teeth. Nice! Like, like, wow. I We became very white all of a sudden as we turned that corner. So then it was... Then the option of, are we walking to this became, no, we're not. We're definitely not walking oh, to this. Oh, where's your sense of adventure? So um, so we get there on Friday. Right. We get there Friday night, or Friday evening, I should say. And uh, we decide we're going to go to the convention that night and uh, kind of take a look around, sure. get his uh, photo pass stuff figured out because he's going to get the photo taken get on Saturday. Get it done early. Nothing exactly. wrong with that. Turns out that was the best way to go about it. Yeah. I got all of my shopping done, basically. Nice. Because, spoiler alert, there were all kinds of fucking vendors. Good stuff. There were lots of Walking Dead shit that I didn't give a shit about. Right. But, lots but, of other stuff.
1: But I think you've even learned, because obviously you and Luna will vend out with fully gimmicks stuff a lot of times. That a lot of times when you go to vend at a place that's scheduled to be, that's geared on theme. one thing, that actually the stuff that you bring that isn't a part of that theme, tends to look do better than the stuff that's there for the theme. 100% correct. Because you guys did um, a Doctor Who convention.
0: Every year we've done a Doctor Who convention, we've brought less and less Doctor Who shit with us, and we've sold more and more every right. year. So yeah, you're right. And that kind of worked out in my favor here. Um, so yeah, grabbed a lot of merchy stuff, got my hands on uh, a Pennywise pop vinyl. Very nice. The uh, The Hot Topic exclusive with the balloon. Which is amazing. The new Pennywise. I the used. new Pennywise. Correct. Yes. Okay, not the not the Tim Curry, Tim Curry version, um, I have a one. Yes, with Tim Curry. No, the the Pennywise from the new movie are super hard to come by, um, and so snagged that. Grabbed um, uh, uh, a poster for a Rocky Horror Picture Show that I'd never seen before. Really? Yeah. It was. What was
1: what was different about it? It
0: was um, not the lips,
1: obviously. No,
0: it was. It almost looked like Clockwork Orange. Like it was um, a black and white photo of the cast with Tim Curry in the middle and then like a reoccurring picture of like kicking legs in um stockings like in it's in, in um fishnets
1: take a picture of that so. And then it yeah. said
0: the tagline was like pointing at Tim Curry and it was like he's the hero of the movie yeah that's right he's the hero like it was this very like white conservative poster right. of like this is a really weird thing. And Luna and I, you know, we're fans of Rocky Horror, but we're not fanatics. But it was such an interesting-looking poster, and it was $10, and I was like, oh, right. I it's going in the house.
1: Have you done Have you done a live Rocky Horror? With, the with like, the shadow
0: cast? No, not the shadow cast. Really? Yeah. You've never
1: gone to a, a Rocky no. Horror where they show the movie and have the cast going? No. Okay, well, there's an indie cast double date That's if I've true. ever heard one.
0: That's true. Luna would be down for that. Um, so anyway, so I grabbed a bunch of shit. That was great. And then uh, we went to a because the plan was we were gonna do it was like whirlwind, right? Going, coming in Friday, convention on Saturday, get the fuck out of there Saturday, right? Home Sunday,
1: get the fuck out of there Saturday. Oh, yeah. so you're not getting up on Sunday to make the trip. You're leaving no. Saturday night.
0: Yeah. Ooh. So it was nuts. You're,
1: you got cojones. Yeah.
0: So we go to the convention. We preview the convention on Friday. Right. And then, smart move. We go to something called Netherworld. Sister club? No, Netherworld is the biggest goddamn horror deal in Georgia. Okay. It is like a mom and pop owned thing. It's not okay. owned by a, a theme park. So it's a so it's like a haunted haunted house type haunted situation. attraction. Okay, but. It has grown in notoriety because it's it has this unbelievable cycle to it. Okay. To where it makes a lot of money, and they take that money and they spend it on animatronics and effects. Okay. And then the next year they make even more money, so they buy more shit with it, and like so, it's unbelievable. Constantly growing. Yeah.
1: How many years has this been going for? Do you know? At least ten. Okay, so they've definitely had some time to real
0: So and TN was one th- those were the two things for the weekend. Right. See Bruce Campbell, maybe suck his dick, go to Netherworld. Did those the, are the two things.
1: I know this be might be a spoiler. Did he get to suck Bruce Campbell's <laughs> dick? No. Well no, unfortunately. That's that's a um, lockdown then. There
0: was it was a long line. Anyways, did he offer at least? I I'm sure he did. Okay. I'm sure he did, and that's why security kept eyeballing us. Um so, we go to Netherworld. Now, this is going to be particularly interesting because you went to Halloween Horror Nights this year. I did, indeed. Okay. So, at Netherworld, there are two haunted houses. Okay. And that's it. Okay. And there's some food trucks, some photo ops. Sure. But there are two haunted houses. Okay. And that is it.
1: See, but I'm okay with that. Because, like you said, the haunted houses I'm used to when I started getting into the haunted house thing... Like there's one in Maryland that's called uh, Markov Haunted Forest. Mm-hmm. It's not even a fucking house. It's legitimately like out in the woods. Right. Now they have a path and stuff, and they point you in the right direction. They have scenes out there, but it's the one haunted trail, mm-hmm. and uh, like a scary hayride.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's it. The same thing. They they add to it every year, but it,
0: that's it. So that's so. Imagine if you took. Your three favorite haunted haunted houses from Halloween Horror Nights. Okay. And you took each of them, start to finish, Mm -hmm. and you crammed them all in one warehouse.
1: Well, that sounds amazing.
0: That was each house. I'm not exaggerating. Each of these houses, fifteen minutes to get through. Wow. And not a long, and not like a slow line. Fifteen minutes. Because that's how much shit was in there.
1: Of a quick moving like chain, like conga line type conga situation. Line,
0: conga line situation. 15 minutes to get through each one. It was insane. It took so long to get through the haunted house that you would stop being scared halfway through because you just got desensitized. Right. Because you're just like I can't just keep. It's like clenching my butthole for 45 minutes. I got to be done here. It's like
1: when you get a tattoo. Like first, the first like hour of a tattoo is excruciating. The middle portion of it is like like, oh, this is not bad. I can't even. But then I'm assuming now when you start getting to the end of it again, it ramps up all over again.
0: Yes, that's how long it was. It was. A whole three act play of I'm getting the shit scared out of me. Okay, I'm good now. Then like a short period of just being numb, and then start all over again.
1: So there's like a whole bell curve to this. Basically,
0: um, see that sounds like absolute insanity. Um, And the animatronics insane. I'm talking like like you're talking about a two story building and an animatronic that reaches from floor to ceiling. Wow, and is like full moving and shit. Like now. Let's get critical here. Okay. You've got basically a warehouse full of animatronics every year. Right. That cost you good, hard-earned money. Right. You do not get the option of, well, here's the theme of the house this year. Blah, blah, blah. Right. Those aren't going to fit in it. Right. No, that's too fucking bad. Right. So, the houses kind of come across... Like, imagine if a, if a little kid was telling you a scary story. Right. That's kind of how the houses feel in terms of theme. Okay. Like, one of the houses started as, like, scary clowns in 3D. And so you're, like, right well, well, no. and you're like, oh, man, these are scary clowns. Like, yeah. And then the clowns, and they're jumping out, and they want to eat you. And you're like, oh, that sounds really scary. Like, yeah, and there's this really long hallway, and it spins, and it looks really freaky. Yeah, it's really scary. And then you start seeing this red light uh what what's the what's the red light for well it's because the contamination chamber got broken into what what contaminate <laughs> and then the aliens come out wait why are there aliens and then the aliens are here and then the aliens look like clowns a little bit what the fuck are you talking about and then, and then the clowns come back oh okay the clowns again like right. that's kind of how it feels because there's just so much shit they have to put in it but right. it's like guess what this clown house has fucking aliens in it now right. deal with it right um the second house was uh called Primal Fear, but the thing that really impressed me was they had the fucking balls to make it an HP Lovecraft house. Amazing. Like there was clear Cthulhu references in there. Right. And you went through and basically shit just got crazier and crazier the more you mm. you went in. Um that house actually had two of the most effective scares in my opinion. Okay. And both of them, super easy, super easy, super easy. One of them, uh, you went through this like cemetery and you turned a corner and there was this long hallway or, or long, basically stretch, just right. a straight line. And they had one of those um, green dance club lights. Um, You know, the ones, it's on a strobe and it's not like laser pointer. It's like, um, it's green and it kind of has swirls in it. Yeah. You've seen those before? Yeah. Okay. So imagine you're looking down this long hallway. And right in the center of the wall at the end of the hallway is the projector of this light. Okay. And the light is shooting towards you. Okay. But not in your eyeballs. Right. It's shooting you at about chest level. Okay. So it's kind of making this like diagonal. Right. Okay. So you're walking through, and all you see is just the swirl of the green, basically cutting the room in half. Okay. You get halfway down. And there's a dude dressed basically like the creature from the Black Lagoon who just fucking stands up out of the green and scared the shit out of me. Because it was so easy. Right. Because it cuts the room in half and it's opaque enough that you could not see through it. Right. So all he had to do was just stay in there and go booga booga or right. jump and shake you or anything. like that. He no. literally just had to no stand. Che- no,
1: check your prostate.
0: No, just stand up six inches away from you when you were like, there's nothing in here. And right. then, whoop, there is. Perfect. Genius. And then the second one was you went and uh, there was like this kind of hole cut into a wall and uh, that you kind of crouched to get through. Okay. And I don't know exactly how it was set up, but just for ease of theater of the mind here, just imagine, uh, again, a long hallway. Mm-hmm. And just imagine there's like <coughs> like a black tarp on both sides. Okay. Like imagine there's a ceiling and a floor, but no walls. Okay. Okay. Just black tarp that stretches the entire length of the hallway. And there's um, air, and there's pressure on either side of the tarp. Right. So it's one of those things. Imagine if you were in between the folds of a bounce house. That's exactly what it felt like. Okay. And it's just sort of pushing against you. Not hard, not suffocating. Right, you can get through it. You can easily just push through it. Right. But... It's just sort of conflicting and it's easy. It's very easy scare. It's just like, oh right. hey, we're making everybody claustrophobic whether they are or not. So the reason why this got so scary is so you're walking in basically single file. Right. And the the walls have pushed you in enough that they're touching you. The walls are touching your you're basically shoulder walls are touching you shoulder right. to shoulder. And so you're kind of turned to your side and you're making your way through. And little by little, the walls just keep coming in closer, and you can still see there's light at the end of the hall, mm-hmm. and you see the silhouette of the head of the person in front of you. Okay. And as you're walking through the hallway, that person in front of you gets a little further away, and a little further away, and the the dark of the tarps just get a little closer. Right. And a little closer, until finally it just cut off the light, and you're just in there. And I... And it was such a mind fuck just walking through that, and it was just like, and then it's just black for a second, you're like, and this is where I die. And this I like, die, yep. and, and then I'm just in the blackness, I'm in the abyss forever. Like, and it was just a super easy thing, but that was so unnerving of just like, and I'm not a claustrophobic guy, like, right. I don't, none of that shit matters. But just seeing that light just get snuffed out, and it's like, and now I'm dead, and now that's, that's how I die. So, super fucking awesome. Super cool. So netherworld, netherworld, super great. Um, next day, we go to the convention, on a mission. First thing in the morning, Tn is going to get a photo with uh, Bruce Campbell. Goes great. Then he's got to go wait in line to go get an autograph because they did the photos in a separate room. Blue to blue to blue. So we're walking around a little bit. Who is there? Goddamn Ted Raimi. Amazing. Fucking! It was ten dollars to take a selfie with Ted Raimi. You are goddamn right. Yeah. I spent ten dollars to take a selfie with Ted Raimi. He's Twenty were taken. Right? Him. Yeah. So no. Tian goes up first, and uh, he's asking Ted Raimi a thousand questions. Of course he is. And Ted's standing there like, "I'm, uh, yeah, yeah, okay, great, like just add, you know, whatever." Super nice guy. Tian gets his uh, photo taken with him, and then uh, so it's my turn. I come up next, and I go and I shake Ted Raimi's hand. He's wearing a nice, like, olive green suit. Yes. And uh, I look at Ted, and I go, Ted, I, I have a thousand questions I could ask you. And he, was, uh, and he goes, oh, geez. And I go, but I'm just going to tell you, you look damn good in that suit today. And he goes, well, thank you. And so we take <laughs> our picture and got the fuck out of yeah, there.
1: Um, so you figure TN probably knocked out enough of the questions yeah, right exactly. before Yeah, anyway. so,
0: uh, exactly. So then it's about time for, for autographs, so TN gets in line. And uh, I'm just wandering around. I'm wandering around. I'm taking pictures. Um, you know, looking at other merch and things like that, and uh, he he uh, Tian texts me from in line. He goes, "Hey, uh, my younger brother would love an autograph from this actor, uh, Kim Coates." And uh,
1: Kim Coates, why does that name sound familiar? What when- I
0: don't know. He's in Sons of Anarchy. He was in the okay. Last Boy Scout. He's he was in the live action Silent Hill movie. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? He sucks is what I'm trying to say. Um, so I'm like, okay, fine. Sure. Whatever. Well, I go in this line. Well, it turns out this is baby's day out for fucking Kim Coates, and he is fucking wine and dine in 69 and every goddamn, you know, fan that comes up to get an autograph from him. Okay. So this line, which is only maybe 25 people. Right. Is taking an hour because he's to get through
1: but, again, now, are, are we being mad, though, that he's taking time with, with each person that wants Here's to come up thing. and see him?
0: If this was somebody I gave a shit about, i okay. not a problem. So maybe that's... I have no idea who he is. Right. I've never seen an episode of Sons of Anarchy.
1: Uh, which is good. And yeah. now,
0: this is taking up my time of just being able to frolic and play the Eskimo way. Like, this is just taking my time. And I am behind... A gaggle of women <laughs> who are all creeps. Nice. Like, and I'm talking about Kim Coates. This full-grown man, right, is taking pictures with these people. Hooray, hooray! And these horn dogs are taking cell phone pictures of his ass nice. and tweeting them out. Nice. These are creeps.
1: I would like to state for the record. I'm looking right now at Kim Coates' movie and TV show history. Uh, this could be you could do an entire season of horrible
0: horrors <laughs> just based on his work. Just based on he had an eight by ten. Coates. He had an eight by ten from Waterworld. That's all I'm saying. Um, he in I don't. remember. Apparently, seeing, he was in Waterworld. They they apparently
1: left that completely off because I'm not immediately coming across that. Surprisingly um, enough.
0: But anyways, so I am now furious. Getting up, yeah, Battlefield Earth, Battlefield what Earth. a fuck face. <laughs> so, I am furious. I am the next in line. Right. And they go, oh, pick out an 8x10 and give us your name. And, you know, we'll put it on a sticky note and then he'll sign it. Blah, blah, blah. Right. So, I pick the most homoerotic Sons of Anarchy promo photo I can find of him. Of course he did. Give him the, the name of Tien's brother. And, and the people in front of me, creepy ladies. So older ladies, younger ladies. I would say my age or older. Okay. And so they're "Ah, pictures, pictures. uh, Sign, oh thanks, ladies. Oh hey, don't pinch my butt. Whatever. So they leave, and I come up next, and I am. Stone cold, like he he turns and he shakes my hand and I go, Kim Coates, real pleasure to meet you. (laughs) And I'm just staring at him, and he goes, great. And so he signs the picture to blah blah blah. Okay, great, yada yada. And he goes, oh, that's uh that's from season three. That was a lot of fun. Okay. Sure it was Kim. Thanks. <laughs> and I took the picture and I just fucking ghosted. Like there was no warm and fuzzies.
1: <laughs> you're you're like uh, Kaiser Soze. Poof,
0: and yeah. he's gone. <laughs> like a like a like a dream in the wind. I was just gone. <laughs> so uh, so yeah, that was that was uh, Walker Stalker. It was lots of fun, and I was a dick to Kim Coates. So nice. The end. The no, end. and then we we drove back the eight hours, and we were super disappointed because we stopped at the. Uh, the Bigfoot truck stop, and we were of course you did. We were hoping that Sasquatch would be in the bathroom, no such waiting well. to jerk us off or something. And not only was that not there, you didn't see the hole in the wall. What's... No Sasquatch size hole in the wall. Uh, they didn't even have like Bigfoot merch. Like I was expecting like at really? least like an air freshener or something. How could you not have? And money? they were like, no, please leave. Like they did not you give
1: them a fully gimmick card and say, hey, we could do <laughs> Bigfoot merch for you. Uh, you know um, the money you're missing out on right true. now.
0: Yeah, we were so disappointed. Um, we were hoping for for Bigfoot to be there, but man, uh, yeah, we made it home safely, and that was that. I was addicted to Kim Coates, so the end.
1: <sighs> well,
0: fuck Kim Coates. Yeah, what there you go. Say. Um, fuck Kim Coates. Why is that not on a shirt? I should have made it for randomly. Um, but anyways, yeah, that was my journey. First horror convention. It was a lot of fun. I am surprised that's your first shit. horror convention.
1: I do That's the part that might shock me the most on this one. So yeah.
0: and and Spooky Empire was Luna's first, so she went to that same weekend so uh, we were both at our first horror conventions in different states um, but yeah so that was it and uh, so hopefully we'll get Luna on at some point and she'll tell her side of the story um, and who, I'm sure Tian would come on and tell his side of the story about meeting Bruce Campbell and telling him that like you know, whatever speech he only, gave Bruce. Only and, if
1: he does not the IndieCast intro for us for that week, like the old <laughs> Frankel Failure I'm I'm try. sure he would. I would, I would sure love would. that in a second.
0: Uh, and so, uh, so yeah, that was our, that was the journey. That was our Slice of Life episode. That's our Hemingway IndieCast after dark. And, uh, I'm just going to yeah.
1: make the promo picture for this just a picture of Hemingway. That, and, and no and, explanation. And that'll so be um, great,
0: because when this goes up in two weeks, we'll go, why the fuck did we pick Vernus Hemingway? Hemingway right? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> what were we thinking? Uh, so there you go. So, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, any other closing thoughts? Any other questions? Uh, no, I think we're,
1: we're pretty in-depth. In, yeah, I think we covered most of our bases on that Could one. Be good, good. So, so
0: uh, everyone listening, thank you so much for enjoying this weird uh, Slice of Life episode mm-hmm. of the IndieCast After Dark. A trip down Hemingway Lane. Yeah, no kidding. And uh, be sure to find us on social media. Be sure to look up Fully Gimmicked. We're doing the Fully Gimmicked merch boxes, which which are uh, a big damn deal. Yeah, they're... and uh, and as Chad pointed out earlier, or pointed out earlier, Punk Pro Wrestling's Walk Among Us show is now officially on YouTube on the Fully Gimmicked YouTube channel
1: for the for the um, Fully Gimmicked boxes. Mm-hmm. Um, they're set to be for each of the. Um, ambassadors. Correct. Now I know we talked pre-show on which one is selling the best. I'm not mm-hmm. going to make that public knowledge. Mm-hmm. I know. Ha <laughs> ha, secret. Um, which one do you think of the grouping Not Which one's selling the best? Which one are you the most excited for somebody to order right now? Based off of what you might be putting in there. Is there one in particular that you're like yeah, these are all great, but this one here my is... My
0: dream is that somebody tries to mix and match. That would be my dream.
1: Well, Okay. Was that, is that an option on there?
0: It can be. Um, you know what because you basically, on? here's how the process works. You decide what size box you want. Right. The regular size is 30. By the way, bing bong. Right. Please the, continue. <laughs> regular size is 30. The ultra size is 80. It and is a so big box. It is a big box. Um, Stuff a lot in the So box. when you order that, you basically dictate which ambassador. Dictate. Bing, and then there's kind of a question and answer process. We okay. ask... What merch of this person do you already own? Okay. Is there anything in particular you're looking for? Et cetera, et cetera. So if somebody were to respond with, hey, I love these, 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 and these people, I would be more than thrilled to do a jumbo fully gimmicked box of just like, hey, here's a little bit from everybody or here's your I think, favorites I think that
1: needs to be made an actual option on the selection there. I think the, the jumbo, like the fully gimmicked insanity box yeah. should, should be on there. Hmm, it's a we can, we can, and quite we can. honestly, you can make it really interesting if somebody wants to get really nuts. So I say put a hundred dollar fully gimmicked insanity box where they get no choice whatsoever, and it's just a little but bit of everything. It's just a little bit of it's a it's a garbage can full of. Stuff.
0: Well, that's the thing is uh, the the thirty dollar option is a little more mainstream, right? We know it's more than likely going to be a t shirt, right? And then other pieces of merchandise, right? The eighty dollar box, if I f I if I had my druthers, the proper term would not be like the ultra fan box. It would be like the fully gimmicked go ape shit box. Right. Because that is pure mad science. We are looking to get as crazy as we can. Right. And when we say one of a kind stuff, it's because we're getting getting weird with it. Right. And so that is the most exciting part of like, hey, somebody bought an Ethan Case box and it's the ultra one, then it's like oh, what kind of weird shit can we start putting Ethan's face on? Right. It? Or, more accurately, Ethan's baby's face on. Right. Because, um, man, everybody was, everybody was wondering which
1: box had the baby in it. I yeah, said which that, uh, that that was just out announced
0: as, as of this recording uh, that the first ever baby case gimmick since birth shirt is going to be in the box.
1: Amazing. Yeah.
0: So that's the first opportunity anyone's going to get to have that shirt. So... Yeah, it's it's another. It's a project started by Superfan and uh, and fully gimmicked uh, consultant Dave Boy. Uh, that was this was all his idea to start with, and now it's spiraled into this like crazy endeavor that a lot that's of right. people are getting on board with. Very nice. So yeah, f- fullygimmick.com, dot com. That's where you can order one if you want. Um, look for the look for the the Chad Allen requested fully gimmicked crazy box <laughs> to true. show up there that's later true. on. <laughs> And, uh, and of course, as always, go figure out uh, what you need to buy from Filsinger Games. They've been unleashing a boatload of great names of talent. By the way, um,
1: Shelly, if you're listening to this, um, if you're looking for Christmas ideas, <laughs> they've, they've got Carney cards now. I need, I need, <laughs> I need the carney cards in my deck. I'm just, just um, saying. Not saying, I'm just saying.
0: So, uh, yeah, go to Filsinger Games. They're unleashing a whole crap load of stuff for the holidays. And uh, go follow us on social media. Go follow Punk Pro. Uh, go follow Ignite, if you haven't from last week, or mm-hmm. from two weeks ago now. And, go follow
1: uh, Matt Kenway, if you didn't from three weeks ago. Yeah, mm-hmm. and
0: get, Mr. Get Your Shit In. And, uh, yeah, until next time, I'm the sexually aggressive koala. I'm Coculus Maximus. And uh, for our lovely ladies who are not here, as always, we say, Deucey!